It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. We're on. All right. What's wrong? I don't hear anything. Well, that's a function of the, uh, yeah, did you get it? Nope. <laughs> but I can hear you. Hang on. Uh, how about now? Anything at all? Anything at all? What? Two, three, Anything four, at all? five, five, Anything four, at all? three, two, one. Yep. I have exhausted my uh, technical <laughs> knowledge. Yep. I have, I have exhausted that, so. Okay. Well, <sighs> I'll just listen to you today. Okay. God, this is going to be weird. Uh, we'll Sitting be, here with no headphones on. Woo. That'd be strange. Yeah. That'd be strange. Why don't you try the other set? Oh. That would be too, too smart. Well, see, Mark I'm the. Uh, these no. This pair works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. At least we've got that figured out. Ah, yes. Okay. So okay. Now I feel like I can well, do the show today. Yeah. Golly. Well, hang on. I think we we need to. Uh, Start. Start the views, yeah. statements, and comments on the What's Your Opinion show do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. Yeah, yada, 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 yada. I know the drill. Uh, okay. Yeah, the proceeding was a... <laughs> <laughs> was what? What are you going to say? Uh... I don't even know. I started somewhere with that and just somewhere about after Gave the up. preceding was just lost on what I was going to say. Uh, preceding was you listening <clears throat> to the backstage comments as we... Uh, that's because I walked in as the theme music was playing and yeah. sat down. And there was... N you, and you, you went deaf. And I couldn't hear anything, so, yes. I didn't know that... Uh, Last uh, Mark and Joe were on last night. Oh yes, uh, yes. I didn't realize that Mark had tripped over the. Well, that uh, cord is cord. really long. I've I've well, tripped on it myself. So I have often wondered why, why that is set up the way so that it's set up. Well, no, even further than that, have you ever tried to plug and unplug things oh, in there? And move them right? mm, I you know why that's set up. Like cannot that. get in exactly. there exactly at all. And that's it's that's like, an engineering feat. Well, that needs we'll to be. We'll just leave that at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we can leave it there. But yeah, that I've always wondered about that. There's a couple other things I've always wondered about, but <laughs> I just kind of assumed I wasn't smart enough to figure them out because, you know, I'm not an engineer. There you go. Nor do I even try to play one on well, TV. Well, you just did. So. You banged down the counter. Okay. And that and you know what? That's the only tool I have is my fist. It's <laughs> pretty much it. Oh, okay. I'm excited. We are going to have a guest on the show this morning with oh, us. Oh, good. Uh, we are going to have representatives in from the Reese Theater. 
and we're going to be getting an update on progress with the renovation work that is going on. We're going to get updated on the grand reopening. Um, oh, we're going to talk about fundraising and uh, we're going to talk about the trumpet challenge that's going to be happening and just a ton of different stuff. I mean, I have two pages of notes to get through today. <laughs> All kinds of things. Yeah, evidently. But before we get to our interview, um, there is some local news I want to talk about. Yeah. And the first piece of news I want to chat about is Bobby Reinhold. Um, Bobby announced yesterday her intention to file this morning as a candidate for Marshall County Circuit Court of Clerks, should be the clerk over there, um, on the Democratic ticket. So we will have a Republican and a Democrat. So there will actually be a choice when you go to the polls cool. and vote in November. Who is the other candidate? I don't remember. Didn't, uh, what? I don't. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. What, I don't know what. I, I guess I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm okay. not sure. Okay. I have to go get the paperwork. Oh, that's what that was for. Yes. I thought there was. I thought it my, was. My memory is. You know, I'm 63 now, Rusty, and my memory is. Oh starting. no! Wait a minute. I need some you, of those. That 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 Ginkgo Balboa, whatever that stuff is. That's not good enough. I me. was the. I started this whole ball rolling because remember, <laughs> I was the first one who admitted that I'm 60 years, years old ago. and don't remember. A primary that happened less than two <laughs> months ago. So yeah, I Jenny Bennett okay. is going to be the candidate <laughs> on the Republican side. I just uh yeah, I I, sh I shouldn't remember. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get the paperwork in here and just leave it here so I have it at my fingertips. Yeah, well, you could leave the paperwork in here <laughs> at my fingertips and I still wouldn't be able to do it right. But. So um Bobby Brunel is actually experienced. Um, she's got 24 years of experience working in the legal system. She actually started her career in Pulaski County with the prosecutor's office in 1998 as the victim advocate. Um, there, you know, she took care of people who were victims of crime. She did uh, documentation for courts. Um, she worked on getting them protective orders. Uh, she also did uh, grant writing uh, to help fund the program there. Uh, in, tw in 2002, she began working as a legal assistant uh, in the law firm of Kaiser and New, which is now known as Wyland Humphrey Clevenger and Cerisi. Um, and there she has kept up with all the new filing procedures. Um, one of that is using the Odyssey system, which currently the court uses um so that they can do their filings you know it used to be you had to every afternoon you had to get out of your chair and you had to walk down to the courthouse and file your paperwork and now that you don't have to do that stuff so much anymore so yeah. that's kind of nice um she has experience in filing procedures in federal court and the court of appeals um her daily duties at the law office uh, is keeping daily files on different cases Submitting timesheets and billings, which that is something she would have to do as yeah. a clerk for her, her staff there. Uh, transcribing court documents and letters and making contact with current clients and the public. So um, 
She did go to the Patricia Stevens Career College in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, that's what it was called back then. Uh, it's now called the Milwaukee College of Business. Uh, she's been married for 25 years to Stanley Reinhold. They have two adult children. Uh, she and her husband, Stan, are 33 uh, or her husband is a 33-year member of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters, Local 413, and he actually serves as the president of that union. And she's excited to bring her experience to the Marsha County Clerk's Office. Yeah. So congratulations to her. Um, I, I just, I do like the idea of having candidates you know, an option when yeah. you go to the polls in November. That's what this whole country was created on. And, and I think that that's a, a, a great opportunity for the citizens of Marshall County. Yeah, you're right. Um, also, uh, from the Plymouth City Medina on Monday evening, Sean Cerisi, the city attorney uh, and members of the Common Council, held uh, discussions, two different discussions. The first one was on the insurance renewal, and the second one is on IT services. And in some cases, that it, it kind of goes together. So I did find out, which I did not realize, that uh, for the last couple of years, Mayor Mark Center has created an insurance committee. And they actually meet monthly uh, with a representative from Gibson. Mm -hmm. and, and that representative brings um, a topic of discussion each month to the table right? Uh, so that they can learn more about their insurance and how it's handled and, you know, claims and those kind of things. So the insurance committee is made up of Councilman Don Ecker and Robert Listenberger. And then also serving on the committee are the utility superintendent, Donnie Davidson, the Plymouth Police Chief, Dave Bacon, the HR manager, Jen Klingerman, the city attorney, and I like this. Brian Howard from U.S. Granules serves as a citizen member. Yeah. So you kind of get... Cross-section. A little bit of the input from the citizens, too. Sure. And uh, during the discussion, Sean Cerisi said that since his office is now managing the insurance program, um, that he handles a lot of the day-to-day -day basics, and he feels that with these monthly meetings that he has a much better understanding of the city's coverages. Um, and what they were talking about in the meeting on Monday was uh, the renewal that had happened in June, which includes uh, the, um, the insurance's coverage except for health insurance and the pollution coverage for underground storage takes. Those happen at a different time and the health right. insurance happens in the fall. But, um, the renewal came in at a 6.04% increase in June, which is a very competitive uh, increase. And 6, 6%, that's, I know that the auditor told the county department heads to build in a 10% increase in insurance yeah. costs in their budgets for next year. Not really knowing. Um. Sean did say one of the caveats is the public uh, is the privacy liability coverage, which actually provides the cybersecurity coverage for the city of Plymouth. Right. And that annual premium right now is the same rate as it was for last year. 
Um, and he said Gibson was able to get the city a three-month extension, so it goes through the end of August now, um, but that the city has got to get some IT services on hand. They've got to get an IT consultant on hand. Once that consultant is in place, then they will work with Gibson and the insurance carrier um, to determine what steps the city needs to take to protect themselves from being hacked right. is what it really comes down to. Yeah. So that because of that, then that led into the discussion about IT services, which they have been working on for months. Not regularly, but they've been working on it for months. And uh, Sean Cerisi said, you know, that they've gotten um, a couple of additional proposals from providers. And so it, they had three proposals, but it was not apples to apples. Mm -hmm. And so they have gone back and now they have comparisons that, you know, are equitable. That everybody's like bidding on the same things. Sure. Um, and there's a full service plan and then there are a la carte like hourly options that they can pick too. Um, and one of the committee members for the technology side of things, Jeff Huyen, um, at Shiloh Milner also ser serves on that committee. Jeff admitted that Sean had sent him some additional information and he had dropped the ball and hadn't reviewed it. And Shiloh said she never got it. She had a change of email address and she never got it. Um, so his recommendation was, that uh, the committee meet again and review the proposals and then make a recommendation to the city council at their next meeting on June 29th. And Sean Cerisi said the city just needs to get somebody engaged because after that 29th, they'll only have July and August to begin to get place, you know, things in place that they need for their cybersecurity system before the insurance would end in August, the end of August. Right. And so, um, and I don't know, I don't know what the insurance company is like. I mean, if they see that you've hired somebody and, and the process is beginning to move forward, I don't know how fast it is that you can get at firewalls or passwords. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how far, you know, that, how fast that can all go. I, I'm thinking, um, you know, six weeks is not a long time when no. you're looking at that. So, um, but I, and I'm hoping that they will, would look at that and say, okay, they're in the process. We'll give them another couple of months and then we'll move forward from them. But we'll see what happens and we'll see what the recommendation is that comes back um, at the next city meeting on the 27th. Yeah. Um, Marshall County Purdue Extension. I, I think my husband needs to go to this. The I extension? Would go the, yeah. I would go with him because they are offering a lawn maintenance program it's a lunch hour program and they're going to hold it on thursday june 23rd and again on thursday june 30th from 12 until one o'clock up in their third floor meeting room on the county building in the first session they're going to focus on the lawn care basics you know how to improve and maintain your yard they're going to talk about proper fertilization mowing um you know, those kind of things that can improve the quality of your yard right. and reduce pest issues. And then in the second meeting on the 30th, they are going to discuss how to manage common lawn pests like insects and weeds and moles 
and disease, and then how to establish or thicken your yard. And and Jim really likes to have a pretty yard. I was going to say, for Jim, that would be a pleasurable lunchtime I, I, experience, I, I, I do believe. think it would be. Yeah. Um, the two sessions are offered at no cost. Uh, you can attend the class in person in room 304, the Marshall County Building, or you can participate through Zoom. Um, so to register for the program, you can call the Marshall County Extension Office at 574-935-8545. Or you can email um, Bob Yoder. It's ryoder at purdue.edu. And you can email him that way. Um, you can also, uh, there is a link to this article that you can click on uh, for the Zoom information too. And basically, you know, the goal of these two sessions is just to help citizens better understand how their lawn grows and, and that, you know, with good proper maintenance, the quality of your, your yard, your lawn can improve and the maintenance time can be reduced actually instead of having to go out there and pick out each one of those little dandelions. I mean, there are things you can do that can make life a lot easier. I'm going to stick my neck out. Yes. I think that there are, I mean, if if they have time, I think there's a lot of people who would go see it. Because there's oh, a lot too. of people who really take pride and, and enjoy working in their yard. Yes. I mean, they're, I'm the exception to that rule. <laughs> Um, you know, that I've, I've, <laughs> I've got a lot of friends who like, if, if the, the, the grass isn't rolled, if it doesn't have the, the, the lines, the lines like in, in it, it, yes. it, well, we got to go back and do it again. You know, well, I can't let my, I've actually had somebody say, I can't let my kid mow that lawn. Why? Cause oh, he yeah. doesn't put the lines in it. You yes. know, it's like, they're not straight. And then I, I have other friends who like their proudest moment of their child is when they start putting lines in the, uh. <laughs> In the grass when they're mowing it. So, yeah, I I think there are a lot of people who would. I think it's good they're offering it. There's a lot of folks who who would love to do that. You know, the funny thing is that when Jim and I moved out to that house 20-some years ago, we did buy a rider because we have a big yard. Oh, yeah, we got a huge yard. we push mowed the front yard just to make it look nicer than on a rider. Now we do ride it. But Jim has, I think it's a simplicity yeah. So it actually oh, has this yeah. roller bar yeah. that lays on your grass. Yeah. And so when you mow, it lays the grass yep. this direction, and then you come back the other one. Yeah. So you see those lines. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> I uh, know that in the day, I think they still, I'm pretty sure they still do it this way. I'm not sure. We always mowed well, the infield the ball field, at the yeah. ball field with, with a push mower. That was, mm-hmm. you know, you'd come out every, every day before the game and push mow it. <laughs> Every day. Um, it didn't matter yeah. if you had a game yesterday. This afternoon before the game, you'd mow it. They mow out there like every day. They uh, Well, at least they used to. I'm not sure. We didn't do it every. I mean, if we had a game every, we'd give it a day, a day's break. Did you? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, but it would grow fast enough. I mean, if it rained overnight, sometimes you <laughs> did have to come back and, and do it again because it it. it that grass out there, I don't know how Mike does it, but it recovers like I can't believe. I mean, you can, oh, I hate to say this because I'm sure he'll cringe the minute he hears me say that. You can tear it up a little bit, and it still just comes right it back. It comes right back. I mean, they, you do a little maintenance on it, but mm-hmm. it, they 
They do a great job on those fields out there. I remember back when I was working, we had so much trouble keeping that grass growing. And, Even and we're talking about fields. way back yeah. in the day when you were a, a, a student. Oh, I was there? like 16 years old <laughs> yes, or whatever it was. Yes, working at the park and, and the prob the biggest problem was... Then at the B-League and C-League Diamonds, the outfielders like to scuff their feet through these huge bare spots where the outfielders played. And it's like, how do you keep grass in there? Because my boss would go out. We and put say, a little fence yeah, around it. Don't stand here. Yeah, my boss would go out at night, and he'd come in in the morning. He'd be shaking. I'd say, we're out there digging the grass again. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, that was difficult. But they do a great job out there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, but I... Uh, you know, my my approach to that is by astroturf, and <laughs> rather than rather than trimming bushes, just cut them out. Don't have them. So, so there you go. As a ball player and as a coach, if you had your druthers, which would you want to want to play on, or want okay. your players to play on? I am different than everybody. I would have loved to play on artificial turf that would have been my choice now okay. trainers coaches people i probably shouldn't say this because everybody's going to turf but trainers especially hate it because you have injuries increase because it's it's not forgiving so when your foot hits the ground it is the ground. The ground. It's stuck there. It doesn't move. So if you twist the wrong way, pop. Ankles, knees, all that kind of stuff. Plus, it's harder. So there, it, you do take more of a punishment when you hit the ground because it's not as, once again, it's not as forgiving. So I know trainers hate it. Hmm. Um, not sure how many, and, and every one of my kids hate it. Really? Every wow. one of them hates it. Now. I'm selfish. As an infielder, my biggest problem was I could not read a hop. I couldn't do that at all because on regular, it'll it'll take a little bit of a funny bounce. It'll pick up speed or lose speed based on how it's spinning. So I would always end up between hops. I'd end up on the short hop. I'd end up way too far back. I mean, I, I just couldn't read them. They're 100% true. It comes at you. It gets on you harder, faster, but they're 100% not going to take a bad hop on you or do something weird. Because of the surface. Because the surface basically under there. That... is totally flat. There's yeah. no bumps. There's no divots. There's no nothing. Uh, and it's all the same. Like you have grass and dirt. When the ball hits the dirt, it skips. And you got to be ready for that. I mean, it's... People think that fielding a ground ball is just the simplest thing in the world, and it is not. It looks like it. It looks but... like it, even at the high school level. Yep. Most of the time, it looks like it. But, yeah, and I always, well, I had some other things I guess I, I won't mention here, but I was used to say if, it, if, if I had been able to get a true hop every time, I might still yeah. be playing. Um, because that was my main downfall was not, being as good a fielder of ground balls as I should have been. Everything else I could do well. But for some reason I could never could never read a hop. It's just like a judgment call. You yeah. gotta I guess I always made the wrong judgment. I mean I'd either come <laughs> in too far or back up too much and then you know, so I 
Because it come on, okay, it's going to hop. Oh, it didn't hop there. Okay. I caught a lot of them in the chest, a few in the mouth, <laughs> a lot in another area that, thank God, I was wearing protection on that area before it came. But, yeah, I would have much preferred turf. But I don't know anybody around me that Benji hates it. Elijah hates it. Wow. Nathan hated it. I mean, everybody hated it. Of course, it. they all grew up playing on grass. Grass. And actually, I, mean, I yeah, think I mo mo almost maybe Benji and Zephan were the only two that played on turf and football. I think. And yeah, I think Benji did. I'm not sure. He may not have. Zeppelin may have been the only yeah. one that played on turf and football. But they, you know, any time uh, they played in baseball, Logansport has turf. A couple right. of baseball teams do, but uh, they hated it. I mean, they just hated it. And I don't know why. I'm like, dude, you're getting a true hop every time. It's got to be easier. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. You do, And I'm like, okay. Coaches, I don't know. I don't, as a coach, I don't care. Catch the ball. Just, I don't what, just, However just, it comes, just, just make the make play. The play. Yeah, but uh, uh, as a player, I would have loved it. Um, and like I said, most of the players I talked to hate it. So I, I don't know. Um, it, the, I know that. Uh, let's look at it from the uh, point of view of the groundskeeper. Oh, they love it. One person can take care of that field. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do yeah. is what annually maybe go and well, put some new pellets in or they something? do a little bit more than that see the turf now is better because it is a little bit forgiving because they have the rubber pellets underneath that you know and those become a problem in another way uh, do they have to do they have to roll it or or, or not sure it or how anything? they do it they have a machine that does it <laughs> okay. lays them out and and it uh um evens it out and everything else and uh but uh groundskeepers I mean, I, if you're somebody who's taking care of that field, you can do it by yourself. You don't need anybody Exactly. Else. You don't need multiple uh, people. And you're saving a lot of money on supplies and tractors. And don't have to water it. No. You got, you got all <laughs> kinds of things you save money on. However, it, it needs is. to be replaced about every 10 years. And it is expensive. That is enormously expensive. Uh, yeah. So it, It's like mm, one, one hand or the other. And, I, and they probably yeah. just about balance out. I they would do. Imagine. I I yeah. I haven't done a cost analysis or anything like that, but I think probably what you save during that ten years in supplies and manpower and everything else, you spend when you in that go next back in year because you got to put a new one. In. But it is every ten years you're laying that out. So if you budget it right, it might be a little easier to to plan for. But uh, yeah, that's the the ease of it. And the thing, like in high schools, the big reason that most of them I've heard are doing it. It's for their band. Oh. Because yes. during the fall. All competitions are on turf. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the other part of that is is that you get to practice on something that you're going to be. But back in the day, before everybody had turf or the competitions were on right. turf, you got football players playing on a football field. And the football coach does not want the band marching on that field for later good, that day. For a big reason. Because... You have no idea how much a football game tears up. Right. That's. I mean, it's. Well, it's, and it, that lays into a liability for the band right. marching along. They're not looking down at their feet. No. They're looking straight ahead. And, and the way you, that thing chunks up yes. during the season, you could easily roll yes. an ankle just exactly. walking out there. Um, they do the best they can to keep it flat and even, but 
you know, you get into the, the later part of the fall when it's a little bit wet and then it freezes and everything. <laughs> you got chunks out there like, you know, it can be hard to walk on, sure. let alone play on. And soccer's worse. I don't know how they take care of that soccer field. You know, the same thing actually is right out here in front of the radio station. I had to walk to the car and we couldn't, we didn't park in our normal parking space. We were down a few spaces. So I had to walk out there and, you know, you mow the grass. So it looks like it's all the same height. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But there's this dip there. And I stepped down into that and was like, whoa. I don't want to go over. Uh, you know, you don't, you can't see it because the grass looks all the same height. Yeah, I think that that that's a. I've noticed that too in some of the lawns I've mowed over the years. The longer you go without rolling them, I mean, obviously yes. that's the way you got to yes. do. You got to roll them if you want to keep make them, them flat. flat. But yeah, yeah. I as a groundskeeper, turf would be. Now, once again, though, pr- people don't get to be groundskeepers because they don't like doing yard work. I mean, that's the kind uh, of person true. who trims their bushes every other week. And, you know what I'm saying? All of that. They're <laughs> yeah. Those are the people who become they, groundskeepers. They love it. They yes. love mowing the grass. They love taking care of all this stuff. So I love watching like a baseball game or a football game and looking, especially baseball, and looking at the field. And what they have, how they have mowed and made the designs oh, yeah. in the grass. I mean, it's just I'm like, oh my gosh, well, look at that. And you can only see it from certain you know, angles, from yeah, up high. Yeah. In the stands amazing. is the only place you can see it. But that, you know, and that how do they do that? Takes a lot of when work. When they're on the ground to yeah. know, okay, I'm going to walk ten steps this way. Takes a or, lot of work. Yeah, but well, you know, cool. now you know how they make crop circles. <laughs> Well, you know, and this all leads back to the extension office offering a lawn care course. There you so go. There's an opportunity, folks. Yeah, you could become a groundskeeper at a major league stadium. It, it there could you go. be. Yeah. I actually suggested that to a friend of mine who used to do a lot of mowing for the city. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a great opportunity, be a summer job up at South Bend, and you know. Well, they have grass again up there, so I'm sure that that. It's an everyday job, yeah. whether you're mowing oh, or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, it, it's a job to take care of a, f- a professional football or baseball field. It's a job to take care of the ones we have here in the park. True. I mean, I used to do that. And that we have multiple difficult. ones oh, yeah. here. And you got to take care of them every, every day. Every one. And the thing that gets frustrating to you if you're doing that, and anybody who's done that job out there knows, there are so many things that you could do every day to make it better that you can't get to because you're busy fixing the next one. That's true. For the play that I've night. Gotta, I've got to yeah. get to this one. It's got to be drug. It's got to be watered. It's got to be, it, the hole's got to be <laughs> filled in. The, everything needs to be cleaned out. I mean, it's just, you could take one dime and spend almost full time on it, especially something like Bill Nixon Field. We'd always spend a little more time there, but right. you didn't have much. No, so, because you had too many other fields well, to we take had, care of. Let's see, three, four, five, six, seven every day. Because they do Gill Park, right? And, and there's do, two par- there's two fields over there. And well, or, wait a minute. No, that's that's, that's uh, uh, out. Yeah, out there. We're both forgetting the same exact things. They, Packard's Woods. Yes, there are two out there, and there's one over at Gill Park. So I forgot the other one out there. So there's actually eight diamonds they take care of every single day. Uh, that's at least they used to. I don't know if there's a slow pitch league going on out there anymore or not uh, I, I mean it used to be huge last i heard there was well that's why they built that field because there know. were so many slow pitch exactly teams. 
and I don't I don't know anymore. It was to save the wear and tear on the other one. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, I did. Uh, I was able to watch the Monday evening Bourbon Town Council meeting, where the council approved a memorandum of understanding between the town of Bourbon and Marshall County, and this is actually part of the county's. Uh, COOP plan, which is the Continuity of Operations plan. And um, that means that if something would happen, and specifically in the county building, there was a flood, a fire, a tornado, a, a cave-in, a, a roof, you know, whatever, a disaster of some sort, that those offices would still be able to operate but obviously they would not be able to operate in that location. And so working with the town of Bourbon, they have set up that they could use the Machette Center over in Bourbon um, as a, a location to operate if necessary. I had a question on that when I read it. Is yes. that the only town they've At made arrangements point, with? At this point, it's the first one. I just figured that they would probably guessing, do that yeah. as backup for the backup. I would think down backup. at Argus um, oh, yeah. at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Uh, with the new building there oh, would be yeah. another location. Um, and, and it, you know, if we had a disaster like that, it may be that we would have two or three offices in this building and two or three offices in that building, right. depending on, you know, what the circumstances are and the sure. space they needed. Or well, they think about all the people in that county building. Exactly. It would take a huge space to yes, house all that. Yes, we're talking about three, three floors. Three floors. Um, Ward Byers, who is the Bourbon Town Council president, um, said that, you know, the memorandum of understanding does go into the details that obviously if there was, uh, we'll say a disaster such as a, a tornado or something. Right. And Bourbon was hit too. Right. They would have first right to use their own facility. Yeah. Over the county. Um, but it, the the MOU... Um, talks about, you know, the county's liability, that their insurance coverage would handle use of that building, that they would be responsible for damages that were done to that building while the time they were using it and that kind of stuff. Sure. And uh, the town, the Bourbon Town Board approved that memorandum of understanding. They also approved a change order for their community crossing matching grant. Uh, Roger Terry, who is the... Um, Street superintendent said uh, that he, this is amazing. He was able to save $12,000 for the removal of two trees on Liberty Street. He actually got it done for $1,000, and the union contractor well, wanted $13,000 yeah. to remove the trees. Yeah. So he saved $12,000 finding somebody to do that work, and then there was also. Um, work saved on some concrete work. So he actually brought forward a change order for a reduction of $23,750 on their community crossing um, projects. And that will also reduce the town's match yeah. for that too. So they approved that change. And then finally, uh, the Bourbon Clerk Treasurer, Kim Berger, uh, presented an amendment to the Wessler Engineering Agreement for the Water Treatment Plant Project. She said, you know, IDEM has not mentioned or said anything about the Capital Asset Management Plan. But all of a sudden now, IDEM has decided they have to update their plan. 
Okay. And so to do that, there is an additional cost. And Wessler has agreed to do that work on an hourly pay, not to exceed $13,000. Um, and part of that is they, they have to have cost analysis done. They have to have plans and drawings that go along with it submitted. And so uh, the nice part is, is the cost will be reimbursable through the state revolving fund loan that they have. And um, the Bourbon Town Council approved the amendment to the original agreement so that they can get that work done at the request of the Indiana Department of Environmental Management. Thank you, IDEM. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're so happy. I have a curiosity. I wonder whether there are lobbyists or some kind of... Because we always used to uh, figure out who the uh, biggest supporter monetarily or otherwise to the IHSAA was by what kind of equipment they told us we had to buy this year. <laughs> like one year it was like, you know, well, you, you got to have an ear flap on your helmet 100 years ago. Okay, we did it. Well, now you got to have two. Okay, did it. Then it becomes, well, you got to have the hockey mask for your catcher. You can't just have a helmet anymore. Well, then you got to have a different kind of hockey mask for the helmet. Then you got to get a different kind of double eared helmet because, well, it's not up to safety standard. We got so every. Constantly changing. Bats every uh. year change. And those are like $700 a piece anymore. That's crazy. I know. It's insane what you pay for a baseball bat. But. Well, you can't use those anymore. They got to have this sticker on them. Well, they got to have a different sticker on them. That old sticker ain't good anymore. So, it, it, so, so here's I, the IHSA telling you you got to spend this kind right. of money, but you can't give the baseball players a hat. No, you can't. They had to buy that yeah. because yeah, because it's that giving them giving a, a player yeah. a gift. Yeah, but Jeez. I wonder if they have the same thing with software vendors. And mm. think, and you know, some consultant that comes in and says, "Hey, you know, we're not getting enough business. Can you help us drum up a little <laughs> bit? Because we pay you pretty well." You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I wonder if there's any pressure put on those offices by people like that to say, "Hey, we're taking a little bit of a hit." You know, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. I, uh, I'm just curious. Just I curious as to that. That's an I, interesting one. I, uh, I don't. I've always wondered that, and I've never, you're not going to get an answer. Not a direct answer. No, you, at least. you can. It's going to be can, a roundabout yeah, thing. You can call down there every day and bug them about it. They're not going to give you an answer <laughs> on that. But yeah, you know, that's always been in the back of my mind. Was I bet that software has an in yeah. in that office, and they're putting a little pressure on. Hey, can you tell everybody they got to have this? Yeah. yeah, help us sell some more. Yeah. Um, I did do an article from the Marsh County Council meeting on Monday that has to do with the American Rescue Plan, plan funds. We talked about it on Tuesday with Tim Harmon, who was in, um, and it's a long story. And basically, it comes down to, um, really, I feel not knowing exactly how to proceed. And so, the, the, the commissioners had presented their plan and allocated some funding for the American Rescue Plan, about $6 million of it. In May, they sent it to the council. The council wanted more information. And they tabled it and sent it back to the commissioners. 
uh, asking for some clarification. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. They didn't specifically ask for what clarification they were looking for. What answers did you want? And then come the meeting this week, Julie Fox, the auditor, said it was on the table. So we re-advertised it. I don't know how long it can be on the table. So I think you have to take action on it. Yeah. Well, I I think something can sit on the table for multiple months. I don't think it had to have action taken on it. But that's the direction that they were led. And she wanted them to do action on each item individually. So the first one that came up on the list was the $300,000 to the nonprofit organizations. And there was a question of, well, who are, Jim Masterson actually asked, well, who are the nonprofits that we're talking about? And then there, nobody knew specifically. Well, and, and then Commissioner Burroughs came up and said that hasn't exactly been determined yet. Um, and so that kind of led into a, a discussion about, well, I only thought that you were approving a million dollars for the county highway department for equipment and $100,000 for the administrative expenses for the grant. And um, Commissioner Burroughs said those were the two things we itemized, but the rest have not changed. So they, he was trying to push it through. Um John Van Vactor is the one who actually recommended tabling it last month. Right, yeah, I remember Because that. there were several citizens who were making comments at the meeting, and he said, look, you, your comments don't go to us. They go to the commissioners. That's right. the one who made the plan. So right. it was like, okay, so he tabled it so they could go to the commissioner's meeting and ask their questions sure. before the council would make a vote on it this month. Right. Well, only three people showed up at the commissioner's meeting, and they really didn't have questions i if i remember right they all three said we want you to use that money for roads and that was it yeah and so i you know mike said we didn't get any questions so we assumed that it was okay so it came back and there was just some confusion i felt and so ultimately and then there was you know, the calling con- thing, you know, it was garbage. There was accusations that the process wasn't followed and that the vote was not correct and just going on and on. So ultimately, when it was all said and done, and we're talking probably 30 to 45 minute discussion, um, that they approved the two that the commissioners requested, the $100,000 for Jason to buy equipment at the highway fund, and the and the hundred that that was a million dollars, and then the hundred thousand dollars to cover bills that they have for taking care of this ARP money. Sure. I mean, they had to get direction from a professional on how it was supposed to be spent and how they make their plan and all of that kind of stuff. So they have bills from February that they need to get paid, but they couldn't pay them because they didn't have any money obligated yet. So they got that taken care of. Those two things. I. Not having covered this from the beginning and just reading what I see, what this plan that they presented was not supposed to be, or wasn't intent, I shouldn't say supposed to be, wasn't intended to be a line item 
itemized itemized plan. list of absolutely right. everything. It was supposed to be just a general. Yes. These are the areas where you want to spend the money, and this is what we're we're saying we'd like to spend in those areas, not specifically correct spelling anything out. Did that change? No. Between, okay, so what you're talking about is people upset that an a list that wasn't intended to be itemized in the first place isn't itemized? Right. At this point. Because uh, I was under the understanding discussions were going to continue on this as because they weren't sure what the feds were going to do completely. We Our plan was approved. So the basic... <sighs> These are the areas that, we would like that, to spend Because the there was a deadline to get that plan right, approved. Exactly. The plan has been approved. But the council wants more information. Okay, they want it itemized. On, yeah, they want to know, okay, $300,000. Um, I think there are five or six nonprofits that they want to share right. it with. Yeah. Uh, how much is each one getting the same amount of money? Right. Um, and are you giving it? all in one lump at the you know this year right. or are you going to give half of it this year sure. and half of it next year you know how's it going to be allocated out and i thought that was going to be decided later um as it goes on i think it was but i think it was only going to be decided by the commissioners and the council wants didn't they have a have committee looking approval. at approval yes with which council representation jesse bohannon heath thornton and there's one other person on that committee. My question is, why didn't John it, Van Vector, I Why think. didn't it come up then? When you're when you're well, it did, but it they out. had they had met prior to right. They had met met and made their plan, and were ready to present their plan when the federal government came in and said, "Oh, you know what? You're you're getting less than ten million dollars, so you really can spend it any way you want." Right. Well, we had already created a plan. Right. So now some of those who were on the committee to help create the plan said, whoa, whoa the rules have changed. We want to relook but, at this plan. So that's, that's fine. But you. But we had again, to have a plan in place. I didn't read the plan specifically, but it seems to me the areas they spelled out that they were going to spend the money haven't changed. It's just how much. Exactly. Oh, well, then what? what um, is, we can't talk about that well, as we go on? Or it's like, let's throw the whole plan out and start over because well, yes, that's I'm not hearing what I want to hear. It's basically what I'm seeing. And we don't have all the money yet. We well, only have the first half of the I money. I agree. And the, the, so it, should we really be, you know, allocating money out, figuring out how we're going to spend it? Well, we don't even have it in hand yet. I Yeah. So... Maybe we should look at our plan, what we have right now. But once and again, there was no item. They don't right. have it itemized out as to how they're going to spend it. No. So it was it, very generic, and that's what a lot of communities have done is made this very generic. I think the city's plan says we're going to follow the rules that the federal government set down right. in spending our money, uh, the money that you it. gave us, and that yeah. was it. It didn't really spell out any locations of where they were going to well, spend their money. I'm not going to debate whether doing it this way was a good idea or not. That's totally another argument. But it seems to me you created a living document for the reason that you want to go back and, well, you know, we don't need that much there. We can take some of that and put it here. That There was going to be a process right. of juggling around within those areas of what you're going to spend. Oh, yeah, because they had paid, they had put money in for the courthouse tower. The, the courthouse renovation project, and that already has been pulled out of the plan. 
Well, so, you know, I, I don't, it is a living, breathing document exactly. that's going to change. And that, that to me, you know, it seems, what kind of a waste of time is it to spend, what, an hour in a public meeting debating something that is just a generic living thing that is changing every hour? Why, why is it so imperative that every item be, because all we've heard is that we're going to go back and look at it, Right. It's exactly. going to be re-examined. Yes. So why isn't that done in the committee in re-examining it instead of spending time in, in two government entities' meetings to, to scream about how that we're not, either one of us, getting what we want? Well, I didn't realize we had to have that based on what I had heard. I thought it was going to be, we want to spend in these areas, and this is kind of what we think we'd like to spend in those areas. Well, you're still going to have to go and line item all of that. It's because one a prime example would be the um, the regional sewer district. They had initially put in two million dollars. They have no clue at this point because we don't even know if we can have a district yet. And you don't know. But they yeah. allo- wanted to allocate two million. It may come down. They might only need a million and a half, or, or nothing. They might only need a million, or or it might not happen, and we don't yeah. need any of it. But we had to have this plan in right. place for the federal government. So, so that's that's what I'm saying is that. But I I also believe that the auditor should not have said we got to do this you, right. We now. have to take this off the table and you have to act on it. Yeah. That. Now that yeah, you're right there. I guess this was the request. These two things, and I just looked at the minutes from the the commissioners meeting that they'll consider approving at Monday's meeting, and it just shows action on those two items. Well, and once again, it seems to me, but I don't know. I thought that I really thought the council did the right thing tabling it. If they didn't have, right. if they didn't have enough information to make an educated vote. But they should have, somebody should have went and addressed right. the commissioner's right. meeting and said, These are, this is the information we want, or can you well, tell us more about this? Or write a letter, or uh, here's a list of questions, and can you answer these? And none of that happened. Here's where problems start, is that you don't do that. And granted, everybody in the room knows what the fight is going to be over. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't know where that's going. But now you're assuming. Somebody needs to specifically come and say, this is the dollar amount we want. We want it right here, and we want it to go to this. And then you can have a discussion. Right now, what you've got is this living document with no details whatsoever that everybody's arguing that there's no details in it. Because Why? Sit down and make the details then if that's what you want. That's what I mean. When the council said we're tabling this, why didn't they go back to the committee and say, here's what we want to see. You need to take this money in the the the. Uh, uh, well, just do the 300000 for the nonprofit. Right. Okay. Where are you going to spend it? Initially, when I heard that, I'm thinking the neighborhood center, boys and girls club, uh, the boys and girls club, uh, the food pantries. I mean, I'm thinking all of the places. Some of those places that that didn't get to participate in the blueberry festival when we didn't have it that year. Right. I wasn't thinking only the nonprofits that were involved in in the county's budget. Right. I that. That was the farthest thing from my see, mind. That, I, I'm, so, but see, I'm exactly the opposite. I just assumed it was all going to go to the ones that were already in the budget. So there, we in this room right now, because I, because yeah. of the fact this is a generic open living thing that hasn't been discussed about where it's going, 
Now, we both have different. So we need to sit down if we're in that committee and sure. say, look, this is what I thought. Well, I thought this. Okay, how, how, how do, do we, we find the middle ground on this? Because, you know, I want this, you want that. And, and I will tell you that uh, at the meeting they did mention that Commissioner Klotz did mention food banks. Yeah. But they don't support any food banks right. in the budget. And so, that can, you, you know, know, work that out. Don't work that out in an open public meeting. Work it out in the committee. Or, or, or the committees are probably open too. Or, but I'm saying, or work it out in the meeting, but already, you know, know, okay, we're going to have $300,000. And this is where I'm, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm, okay, okay, I think we can do this. You know, and I don't know how many food pantries there are in the yeah. county. D can you just pick and choose, you know, one or You'd two? No, I don't think you I think, can. I think you have to share all of them. But do you give the same amount Right. to, you know, there's a pantry down in Culver. Right. Well, we all know the neighborhood center up here is, I would say, the biggest pantry right. in the county. Probably. But then we have the bread, bread and life is big, big yeah. too. So. Those two get more and the others get a little bit less. I don't know. I guess I just assumed they they were going to approve the plan and then send everything back to the committee to decide where it was going to well, go. Well, they did approve the plan, but now spending it or putting it into line items has gotten okay. a little more complicated. Well, then get the committee back together and That's come right. back with a plan. Don't don't spend an hour debating over something you're really not going to make a decision on anyway. That you can't make a decision yeah. on. It's so not your plan. Let's. Uh, I just assumed they were going to send it back to the committee and sort it out. But we'll that's see. why you got the committee, in my mind. But that's right. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, we have guests in the studio. Yeah. Um, we also have a couple of prizes that we're going to give away today. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's start with this. Deep River Water Park. Aha! This is where the toilet bowl is. Okay. All right, you got to ride and the toilet bowl. And what would be a great weekend to sure. take Dad and go up there well, and enjoy yeah. the you know the water cool off that would be fantastic i got two complimentary passes for uh, deep river we got food coming up later so here we go caller number five nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller five getting some passes to deep river are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal call apex waste large or small we'll take your call when you choose apex waste there's no long-term contracts no hidden fees and no taxes what we say is what you pay apex waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable friendly service Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. The Labor Day weekend concert you asked for. B100 and Plymouth Motor Speedway welcome. Chris Jansen. September 4th at Plymouth Motor Speedway. Door is open at 3 p.m. Jansen, live in concert. Have the keys to the gate, to the Johnson's Lake. A little honey hole to take you, honey. I ain't got the keys to the city, but I got the keys to the country. With special guest, Parmalee. Take my days, baby, take my nights. Go and take the rest of All 
also appearing Shane Prophet, Levi Riggs, and more. Tickets go on sale June 10th at 10 a.m. at the box office and at PlymouthMotorspeedway.com. General admission and reserved seating available. Chris Jansen in concert. Turn those horses loose and get your tickets now. Produced by Plymouth Motor Speedway. <laughs> First, we saw the gibbons, and they're absurdly adorable. And the rhinos, which were crazily humongous. And then we saw the lizards, and they're awesomely scaly. And now we're thoroughly, thoroughly exhausted. <laughs> the Indianapolis Zoo, wildly inspiring. Save up to 50% when you get your tickets online at IndieZoo.com. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Father's Day deals. Dads can be tough to shop for. Not at Kohl's. I got my dad a shirt for just $11.04. Okay, that is pretty great. It gets better. You can take an extra 15% off already amazing deals, like 20% off grilling tools, and not to mention, 25% off Under Armour gear. All right, I'm sold. Oh, and you can save even more with a Kohl's card. More style and more savings? On my way there now. Select styles, 15% off rims, June 19th. Under Armour coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. So store or Kohl's are details. Opening night, it's opening night. It's Max Bialis Talk's latest show. Will it flop or get your cell phone out and dial 574 936 4096 or text 574 307 6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Debbie going to be going to Deep River. Woo-hoo! Debbie. Toilet bowl. Two words. Toilet bowl. There you go. All right. And, and I like the music. Oh, good. I got it right off the bat. Yeah. Opening. That, that yeah. was good. He Loved did a good it. job. Yeah. Loved it. Good job. Okay, we've got ladies in the studio with us this morning from the Reese Theater. Shelly is with us, and Donna are with us. Good morning, girls. Good, Good morning, morning, Kathy. I <sighs> like the ladies part, too. You get called a lady very often. No comment there, Rusty. <laughs> I wasn't going to make you, one. You I'm, are I'm, lovely ladies. That was a great <laughs> intro. I'm glad you didn't turn me on because I was singing to it. I want to hear that on the radio. That was good. I yeah. like that. <laughs> well, that. and it is. I mean, you guys can see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, it's a for the Reese Project. <laughs> it's a train. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the journey. <laughs> yes, you have been on a long journey. Donna, can you remember back to when this started all? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I th- every time I go in there, I think, what did this used to look like? What did What did this... What was this? Yes, because it's totally different right now. And every time when I would go in there, it was, it was just something different. And you know, I t- we I took somebody in there the other day, and I said, "Well, this went all the way back to Laporte Street," and then it's like, "Okay, I don't have anything. I can't say." Well, if it, you see this reference, you can't it, reference you can't anything. reference anything anymore because it's all oh, changed. You know, or the slope. Remember how it used yes. to be? You get any momentum going, and you could have just kind of rolled, rolled right down the hit, <laughs> right yes, down the Laporte Street exit. <laughs> yeah, and you just—it's hard to tell somebody that. Well, you know, it sloped and it went all the way down to. Oh, you can't see those doors anymore. Okay. <laughs> ah, so, so it's looking so good. So good. Things yeah. have really changed, um, and this has been 
definitely a mission of love and a mission of dedication uh, to stick with it this long. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, we're we're talking many years, several years now. Five years. But but we're we're at the nearly the end. Yeah, five and a half years. And you know, for all the support, we wouldn't be where we are without everybody's support. Individual business organizations, grants, everything. And you can see that when you see Randy and Donna smile. They love this community and what's happening. Um, it's in it, you know, and it has been from the dollar or two donation that was made to take a tour and go through the original building mm -hmm. to the companies that have donated tens of thousands of dollars um, to companies that have donated equipment, services. I mean, uh, the help has come in all kinds of ways. It has. And it's always come just at the right time, too. Unexpected <clears throat> treasures. I tell you, um, you know, one of them I, I definitely want to talk about, um, and I know it's been, it's probably been six weeks or so, um, but you got a do donation from Subaru. We did. At which, there is no Subaru plant around here. Lafayette. Well, not, not that's not even here. close to Plymouth. Um, <laughs> I don't even know door. if the, some of those people in Lafayette know where Plymouth is. They do now. Um, but it, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that came to be and... Well, Judy Lewandowski has been fabulous on finding grants, and this was the third year that we uh, applied. And in the past, I said, you know, look at all the people on the on the committee who own Subarus. And I said, I think we need to take a picture, and we need to say to Subaru, look at this. We support Subaru. Now Subaru needs to support the Reese. And, you know, you get that look like, you got the third eye in the middle of your head. And, I, and we started counting out, and we have six people on the committee who own Subarus. That's amazing, honestly. And so one Sunday morning, and then we put a call out on the Facebook page, too. If you own a Subaru and you want to be in this picture, come on downtown. So my, in my neighborhood alone, like in one country block, <laughs> yes. there are, at that time, there were six Subarus. Jeez. Wow. So, you know. Get on the phone, hey, call the neighbors. come on down. And uh, our one neighbor has a Subaru, and uh, he said, yeah, I'll come in. That's fantastic. And we were going to go out of town, so I left ours with uh, Randy, and Randy drove down there, and he confiscated a couple of others and took the picture under the marquee that said, you know, Plymouth shows love Subaru or something like that. And Judy put that picture with the grant and sent it out, and we got it. I don't know if the picture had anything to do with it or the fact that we just wouldn't give up and third time's a charm, well, you know, who and, cares? And that could, a little bit of both, probably. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, and that's the one thing, I mean, you guys have looked high and low um, to get help from anywhere and everywhere. Right. Um, obviously, you know, you have relied a lot on local businesses, industries, individuals, um, but... It, you guys have even gone above and beyond, and people who used to live here, oh, yeah. like, come and support, <laughs> help support us. So wherever you are, across the country or around the world, um, you've, you've gotten support. Yes, we have. The, uh, up on the roof, the heating and cooling elements, whatever those big things are called. Solar panels. No, no, not the solar panels. That was local. But the, oh, big, okay. the big metal things that, you know, 
kick on and off. Yes. That's why I'm not on the construction committee. <laughs> um, but they came from um, a Plymouth graduate of 1958 or something like that. Really? Yeah, and he lives in South Carolina. Now, Randy wow. could give you the details on that. That but, is fantastic. Or you have somebody else, you know, that was on the committee that was... Uh, that's employed by Johns Mansville and Bremen. So, you know, the roofing, the membrane, and it's just, if I can't get it for you free, then we'll at least get it at a very reduced rate. That, and that's how this whole project has come along. And um, it's, it's, and Randy and I both believe in divine intervention. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, you can't really talk about religion in this day and age almost because you're going to offend someone. And if mm -hmm. I offend somebody, too Sorry. bad. <laughs> but it, just when you would get, I know Randy would get down about some things, and it was just like, it's it's going to be okay. And then something would come up, and I said, see, it's it, divine look, intervention again. It's happened again. Yeah. Somebody has stepped up or something has happened. Yeah. This didn't go right, but, oh, wait, that led to something else who went that went even righter. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know, and when we talk about, uh, obviously, I mean, we've had people who have donated their professional services. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it was a painter or a bricklayer or, or a, a tile person or whatever, you've had a lot of people who have donated their professional services um, to you guys. But um, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it was that dollar donation or what, it all went together to make this project finally come, come together to nearly the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you and Randy are going to do at, well, you know, first we're going to get a divorce. <laughs> 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 you know, my husband will say, Oh, is that your, is that your second husband? Yeah, that's my second husband. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean, <laughs> but I do also want to let folks know that once we're done, once October is here and we are done, that fundraising does not end. That's right. This is something that will continue forever because this is a nonprofit organization. Right. So we'll never correct. be done. Yes. You, it's part you, of our life. You're going to always be fundraising. Yep. Um, and we can talk about it. You will have a fundraising opportunity coming up later this summer. Yes. Uh, that's an annual event that we have been involved in and over it's been yes. it's been fun it really has um, barbecue that's right um you be, you guys will be doing the barbecue coming up in august and um, folks will be able to once again get a great lunch yep possibly a dinner depending on timing and know that they're helping out the reese exactly at the, the third, same the third thursday in august the third thursday they can put it on their calendar all yep. right we've had some unique fundraisers um yes <laughs> well the bags i i you know that's such a down neat the thing. screen and uh shelly's got hers she packs oh, hers all yes the time. but taking Comes down the screen and doing time. that <laughs> and uh oh it, um the rafters those were original rafters 1865 native poplar yeah get that in and they didn't warp or shift except maybe a quarter of an inch which i think is that is pretty amazing yeah and some some of those came out, so we made the charcuterie boards that are still for sale at Thistle and Clove in case anybody's oh, interested. Okay. And uh, and you know if we run out, I'm sure Alan will make some more. He's not proud. It's 
because he's going to be voluntold. Uh, exactly. What, what else is he making, Donna? Well, we and, didn't which, stop there. Yeah, we're gonna, no, we can't stop there. We have to lead up to the next one. And in the balcony, then he has taken some of those trusses, and he's making cocktail table tops. Oh, nice. Okay. So we have some of those, nine of them to be exact. And then CNC, um, Custom Millwork and Design is CNCing an old, the shape of an old movie reel. In the top of in that. In the top of that. And then the epoxy shop has said that they we'll will donate services that, to fill, fill that. that with oh epoxy. Oh, my gosh. That so is so cool. We'll have that. And then the old projector is being refurbished by the high school industrial arts class. That's going to be up in the balcony as a cocktail table. There will be a glass top on that one. So, you, Boy, Mary Ann Peters should love you guys because yeah, you're doing recycle. the reduce, reuse, recycle type thing. Well, and that then was, there's the marquee. Well, and then we have the marquee, mm -hmm. the old marquee that had the hanging letters. Yes. Part of that went to the museum to be a part of their exhibit. Oh, that's a nice And then idea. another part of that is going to go up in the lounge, Stewie's, what used to be the apartment. The third floor. The third, third floor. floor. And so that'll be hung with, um, and then you can have your hanging letters there. So if you decide you're going to have the Christmas party for WTCA, we can hang it up and say, you know, welcome WTCA. Oh, nice. Christmas or if you're having a, 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 <laughs> the you know, the wedding way. or whatever yeah. or something like that, you yeah. could use. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. What else did we do? Oh, and uh, Dr. Schumacher's youngest son, Peter, is going to Guitar Building School in Tennessee. And so he decided that he was going to make a guitar out of one of the old native wood trusses. And so, and I have pictures of it, and it is neat. And we're going to auction that off at the uh, dinner in the street. Wow. So people are starting to think, hmm, how much do I have to save so I can bid <laughs> on Peter's guitar? But yes. It's, it's really cool. It's and a one of a kind. Yeah. And I'm so happy that he thought of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's unique. And I'm oh. sure part of his grade was predicated on the fact that, that he is yeah. Yes. And yesterday, I thought this was interesting, and I don't think Shelley knows this yet, but we we're members of uh, LHAT, the League of Historic American Theaters, and they have a newsletter, a news page that comes out every day. And Brent is, Brent Martin is just yes, religiously checks that every day. He and Jack Davis, I think, both do it. I catch it every once in a while. But there is a theater in Kansas that Randy also has a tie to, but he can explain that one. <laughs> um, and they are refurbishing their theater, and their tagline for their project is, imagine the possibilities. <laughs> we had it first. We had folks. it first. <laughs> but ours has changed now. Possibilities yeah. realized. realized. <laughs> exactly. That's so. really good. Yeah. Um, and Reese for the stars. Exactly. And we are Reesing for the stars. So let's talk a little bit about the plans for the grand opening, the grand reopening that you guys have. I mean, we're this is not your typical grand opening. No, I hope mean, not. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> Maybe you should invite somebody from that other theater out there to <laughs> come, come to the us. grand opening yeah. and see what we're doing. Well, it's going to start on October 1st, which is a Saturday. That's the big day, but it will have other events I'll go into in a minute. The beginning starts with Denver Beerman and the Mile High Orchestra coming back to Plymouth. And what a great native 
he is always coming back and loving it. And he will be performing, but they're also doing a trumpet challenge. So we're putting a call out for all trumpeters to be in this challenge to break a world record. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, what is the world record? It's a little over 300, so we're going for 400 plus. Now, okay. there's several records. It depends on if it's a brigade, if it's, you know, there's all different names for it. But the essence is as many trumpet players as you can get to play in one location, one song. And uh, there will be three songs played by our trumpeters, but one will be the original written by Denver, and it's called My Hometown. So it just keeps getting better every so time. So he's writing a special song for, for this, this trumpet challenge. So that's even going to have its own unique character to break a world record. Okay. You know. Now, 400 trumpeters. I was trying to figure out, because Denver's going to do a free concert in River Park Square. October right. 1st from 1 to 3. The trumpet challenge will start at 1. And they're going to probably meet across the street, then walk the bridge into River Park Square, then they'll come around the circle area. The, the amphitheater will have John, uh, Denver Bierman on it, and His so they'll stage. be surrounded by him. And we were talking earlier, we believe you can hear the high school band like a mile out. So think about 400 plus trumpeters. How far will that sound go? I'm thinking about Rusty's mom and dad who live there in the apartments <laughs> at the river. It's like earplugs. <laughs> but they'll also have a front row seat for the concert. They'll think it's the rapture. <laughs> Probably. So how do you get 400 trumpeters you put a call out. Okay. And and Denver has already put a video out that you can see on the Facebook page for the Reese and the World Trumpet Facebook page. There's a, there's a separate page for that, too, where you okay. can register. You can get a link from our Reese Facebook page. So if you know of any trumpeters, please tell them. And if somebody played trumpet but doesn't have one now, another nice treasure Drew's Gift of Music will loan them a trumpet for this occasion. Wow. Okay. That's nice. Yes. So um, I'm going to tell I saw this um, and I've, I've watched Denver's video. Um, and we had uh, for Memorial Day, we had that at three o'clock, everybody played taps. The, taps, oh, yeah. across, taps across, America. across America. And so, Kathy's you know. has been at work. <laughs> I had seen that and I thought that's kind of a cool thing, you know. So, um, and one of my Facebook friends is Steve Dills. His mom was married to my dad for a few years. And so on Facebook, on that, I saw him go out and play his trumpet for taps. And he played in high school, but it's been a long time. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know many trumpet players, but I sent him that link so that. I thought, what the heck? He's from Plymouth. He grew up here. Yeah, he has, it's been a long time since he played the trumpet. But why? Maybe he would come. So I sent yeah. him the link. So I don't know. I don't know if he'll show up, but I at least shared it. And then I got Thank to thinking. You. I have a, a, a niece who lives in Bremen who has a couple of boys in the Bremen band over there. And I think one of her boys plays the trumpet. And I was thinking about that yesterday. I said, I think I need to send Crystal that link to make sure that she knows about it. Have we contacted the area high schools? And it, 
Another treasure, Brian Ames at the high school, they hold the fall festival of bands. Oh, yes. That yeah. is that same day, and that starts at 3.30. Oh. So he has, I think, 15 bands that are coming to that that he sent this information to. Oh, he sent to more than 15. He sent it statewide to his <laughs> oh, well, list the, of yeah. it, it gets band directors. You know. But they started with the, the fall festival. And they are coming at one. They've all committed. They'll come for that before their oh fall heavens. festival or competition. Then he sent it to the Trumpeters Association, which is 5,700 trumpeters across the world. Then the Indiana band directors, and we sent out 160 press releases the other day. And then Jim Hartung and Mark Miller went down to the Indy Five. Sure. To the parade before. Yeah, because we had the parade, the Marsh County, Stark County band mm -hmm. that marched in the yes. parade. Well, they hung out with all the band directors down there, and that included high school, college, everything. And he ran into the Purdue band director, and he said, oh, this would be great to do if I don't have a game that day. And Jim looked at him and said, you don't have a game that day, and I'll take your 65 trumpeters. <laughs> oh, so oh. it's getting out everywhere. It's just so we could we could blow the record we out of the could. water. It, we, we started, and it's got so much impact. I think it'll, we'll get there. I do. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so if you played trumpet in high school, if you've still got it, go get it out. Yep. And, and now, how do they know what they're going to play? On that Facebook page for the World Trumpet Challenge, they will have a video and they will have a PDF of the sheet music okay. prior so they can practice. They, so the so day they, they come, start. they're going to perform. They'll already have practiced it, hopefully, a few times. And, and all those well. trumpeters should keep looking at that Facebook page. There'll be updates with information. And oh. they can and they go register. there and register ahead of time. and No cost. This is Just a challenge that we want anybody who wants to be a part of history to do. So... And Sweetwater at Fort Wayne is helping us out. And Sponsor. Mm -hmm. Pro Audio, I believe. All Pro Audio. All Pro Audio. Wow. And we're working on more to help with that, too. What? I, I, the park could be packed, too. That yes. People may not even be able to get into the park by the time. I mean, think about it. If you're bringing a band to this festival of bands, well, we're not just going to take our trumpeters down there, but, but all these other kids are going to want to see it. And the parents it. that are supporting during the yes, competition. Yes, they're going to want to see that. Yes, so we could have a gigantic influx of people that day. And the best part is, you know, it's not that bad as far as walking from the high school down to River True. Park. True. We just hope we have decent weather and it doesn't rain. <laughs> Tom, I'm always the pessimist. <laughs> and then going on after that 3 o'clock, there will be dinner dedication and Denver tickets available for the event at five o'clock or is it five thirty? Well they can start coming at five and they can I think start dinner gets five. dinner served at five thirty. And and this is a, a special invite dinner basically you have to buy tickets online. Right. And it's going to be uh, on Michigan Street. We're Correct. closing the street off between Laporte and Garrow. It'll have a nice park-like kind of feel with lights on, oh, with picket, white the picket white fence. lights in the in the trees. <laughs> yes, oh, I love yes. that. <laughs> Seventeen food stations. Our food committee went out to all restauranteur, oh restauranteurs, whatever. Places to eat. Yes, <laughs> in Marshall County, and all of them are so cooperative and so excited to do that that we'll have drinks and food from 17 food stations that night 
drinks. So you'll get up and go and yes. pick what you would like. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we will have tables, long eight-foot tables. So it's kind of family style, so everybody can get around can and see talk to each, each other. other and you know, community. Just, it's all about community. community. Yes, communing oh, my with goodness. your neighbor. And so, then after they eat, we will have the ribbon cutting going into the theater. And then we will have the dedication, dedication to the Robert Pakel Performing Arts Stage. And then we'll have Denver play his second concert that day on the stage. The first performance on, on the, the stage. stage. You bet. And it's a local hometown kid. That's you fantastic. Bet. Yes. So tickets. Online. They are not for sale yet. Okay. We're still working out those details, but keep looking and they can get them online. Purchase, we have Eventbrite working with us. I, I'm guessing that there will be a limited number of tickets? 225. To be exact. Yes. <laughs> what we can get in the theater. Yes. I was going to say, and why is it 225? <laughs> <laughs> because that's all the seats that we have in the theater. That means every seat will be filled. Yep. So, well, let's talk for a minute about the seats in the theater. Um, for people, you know, if there's somebody new in the community or maybe somebody's just tuning in for the first time, the theater has totally changed on the inside. Oh, boy, um, The looks <laughs> and the setup is all different. So, for this event, it would be set up as a concert. Yes, event. auditorium style. Um, so, you have levels. Tears. Uh, tears. Mm -hmm. So it, it's straight, it drops down, straight, drops down. Um, it is handicap accessible. Correct. So there is a ramp if somebody is in a wheelchair. Um, and then something that was not at the theater before is a balcony. Yes. It's we had cool. a cry room, but we didn't have a balcony. It's cool. So we have a balcony now. Yes. And the sound and uh, light booth is up there on the balcony as well. And there's also a little, and now the um, seating up there is limited. There's only 46. And we have a replica of the ticket booth up on the second floor, which is really cool. Got the red tile. Oh, really? The, mm -hmm. the glass. Oh. There'll be a small bar up there. You don't have to go downstairs to get your drinks. Wonderful. And the bathrooms are on the second floor, and too. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there are, you know, handicapped bathrooms on, on the, the first, first floor. floor. Very good. And it's still the men's is on the south side, the women's is on the north side. <laughs> but now you don't have to go up the south side or up the north side specifically because that hallway is opened. Uh -huh. So it's a pass through now. Things have changed even upstairs. Things have changed upstairs too. Wow. Now, um, when you when you used to walk in the front doors, and I have noticed just I think it's just this week when I walked in the front or saw the front doors. They're not there. No, they're not. They're gone. They are. Um, and it's plywood. Yes, it is. Now, and I noticed this morning, because it's hot, that the plywood door is open on one side and that half of the plywood is down on the other side so they could get some air, air circulating in there. Yeah. But what happened to the doors? Well, they're, um, the hardware, the handles are coming off. They're going to go on the new doors. They're in there now doing the leveling. Leveling, thank you. Mm-hmm. When you get to be this age, I saw you kind that of forget to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leveling, so they can get the carpet and the walk off and the floor ready to go, and that's something they have to do before they can put the doors in. Well, and I'm I'm guessing, I, I, I would assume those doors were like almost original. 
they were probably. original. Yeah. So, be you know, replicated. they probably didn't keep all of the cold air out. No. Um, <laughs> or the hot air, you know, from going in the building. So, you know, nice, sturdy, secure doors. Right. Are Speaking of heat, the floors in the auditorium will be radiated heat. Oh. So you'll be so comfy in there no ah. matter what the weather is outside. I, I love heat being warm <laughs> love that floor I love, just i'm gonna take my shoes and socks off and put my feet on the floor <laughs> well that's one way to keep feet off of the seats isn't there it? it is oh my gosh i i know i had been at one of the meetings um where you guys are are working on getting an alcohol permit oh yeah and um i think it was randy said um and if you've been to the theater as a kid mr weatherhead would come around and tell you with this flashlight and tell you to get your seat your feet off the seat in front of you you know uh, how many times and so he said you know th there was some concern about you know alcohol it, it, it really is no different than a wedding reception at swan lake or at the elks or wherever i i mean I got a feeling you don't want a reception like the one i was at last week <laughs> well but but i mean here's the bar and you go get your drink, and you go sit at your table, and you hope that the person drinking that at the table is of legal age. Um, but, you know, he said, well, we'll have Mr. Weatherhead's walking around making sure that nobody at <laughs> yeah. is We'll drinking. have our ushers with their flashlights probably <laughs> carding everybody. <laughs> Kathy, you know the circle as you go into the lobby? Which used to have, like, the coming attractions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see yeah. What was well, that's an open window now, and it will be a concession step concession ah. stand at the lobby and then when you go into the auditorium it'll be the bar and you can see through to the stage so they oh, kept that wow. feature the roundness yes. i like that and there's all kinds of art deco details you can even see in the construction stage so they're they're replicating what was there and randy and donna have been very good about keeping everything as upscale as Stewie Reese did, he had the top of the line when he opened that in 1940, and it's happening again. The stage is phenomenal. The LED screen, yes, can go from the front to the back depending on what you're doing there. I I, I think I saw a post on Facebook about a company that put in the yes. the the beam the beams, or whatever yeah, to use your crane to hold that yeah. um, and then screen. Um, the um, all that is at Pearl Crone. I don't. I remember Carl Crone. Do you? Yeah. Yes. He's part of the he was company. in the band. He was oh. a band kid. Did he play the trumpet? I don't know Maybe what he played, but he was oh, a big phone call. Let me write that down. <laughs> Carl Crone. Um, but he's part of um, part of the group that's putting in the screen. So wow. There's another local connection. Another local connection. We got them all over. I'm telling you. American from Argus, you know they're an international. They're the potty. Now. They're the port. The fancy porta pots. Yeah, they're the porta potty First kings. Class. Yes, they are. Seriously, and oh. they donated all the bathroom fixtures. Oh my heavens! You know, it, it's so just it's, everywhere. Everybody in this community is doing, and WTCA stuff. we are so thankful for as well. You get the word out mm -hmm. for us all the time. Um, I do want to ask, because you talked about the concession stand is going to be in this circle area. Mm -hmm. What's where the concession stand used to be? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> and Shelly can tell you all about that, because she's the artist in the group. Oh. Oh. 
Heartland Artist Gallery is just doing great things too. They're putting together a collage, a photo of the exterior of the wreaths will be taken and it will be divided into different blocks and the artists will each do a part of that photo with their own media. They just put one up at the city building. Exactly, mayor, yes. And there's one with Heartland, the Heartland artist. And so that will be in that little cubby hole with some Reese chairs as a photo op. Oh, neat. Okay. And we'll have a couple other photo ops. The Hoosier Wheels are bringing 1940 or classic cars in for our dinner. The Max and Cucky players are going to be in character for the 1940s, working. Ooh, in the character. Street, in character. Mm, oh, 1940s. Heartland artist will be doing plain art, which means they come and they paint live there and finish what they did that evening, and then they've offered to have those auctioned off at the intermission at the concert, and the proceeds come to the wreaths. So. It's just going to be so much fun. So that plain art, I'm guessing that, you know, a lot of them will sit around from different angles of the yes. wreaths and, and draw in their medium, whatever it would be. Exactly. Their their take on the wreaths um, from that afternoon into it the evening. It could be the downtown street. It could be the people. It could be the marquee. Whatever touches them, they are going to paint it that evening. And then... That you'll auction that off. And okay. I hope somebody so sits far enough away that they can paint a picture of dinner in the street and another artist sitting oh, there painting, painting the people. You in know, the that's really oh. good advertising. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. That's so, really cool. So every <laughs> once in a while, even a blind pig and finds a trouble. And then the museum. Oh, do you know how many famous people came from Plymouth? No, I in don't. The movie, in the movie thing. And in the movie right? thing, yeah. yes. Um, the museum is doing an ex exhibit called Marshall County at the Movies from Silent Film to Top Gun. Hmm, I wonder why they picked Top exactly. Gun. Exactly. <laughs> the whole Marshall County Gallery will be filled with this display. Everything will go and they will do this display. And they're going to uh, talk about special people. And just a couple footnotes. Did you know we had an original Tarzan character come from Plymouth? No. It was Denny Miller. Really? And then Emmy Award winning producer David Milburn. And then, of course, we all know Lieutenant Commander Thomas Lynn. Definitely for the new Top Gun. The he's new our, Top Gun. he's the newest actor in town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're real thankful for um, the museum. And they will be open all day and into the evening as well. So people can go in and see this exhibit. And it'll be. Some will be on the Reese Theater as well because they, you know, they brought sure. movies to us. And yeah. part of the uh, old marquee will be in that exhibit as well. Exactly. So people will be able to go into the museum if yep. they bought tickets for dinner, you know. If exactly. they come early, they can go into the museum and check that out. And they can exactly. go into Heartland and check that out too. Yes, Heartland will be open that evening too. as well. Yes, they'll be inside and outside. Wow. <laughs> And it's then, it's gonna if be I can a talk about one man. And then, and then, the pilot news is doing a special edition newspaper, and it will talk about the history of the grand opening in 1940. Back then, the interesting stories of the renovation, and then what our future looks like. So, and okay. they're also doing coloring pages of our six offerings, and it will be for all ages. We won't stop at age. 15. Mm -hmm. um, adults will be able to do it too and there'll be prizes. 
Wow. So there's there's so much going on. It's it's wonderful. You, you know, you talked about the unique things that have happened during all of this construction, things that you have found or uh, learned and that kind of stuff. Um, you're actually having an event around yes. that, too, as part of the grand opening right. on a different day. Right. I mean, this is, you know... It, it's, it's not just Saturday. <laughs> no, it just kicks off on Saturday. Yeah. We take the whole week to Are, are we going to have, yeah. like, those big lights that shine up in the sky? We want a searchlight for that night. Yes, yes. I think We're that looking. would be so cool. Yeah. The last time it was Grass Creek. When Grass Creek uh, came yes. man and Grass. Yes. Yes. So we want to do it again. Yes. Okay. <sighs> and oh. you, you were talking about whiskey and wisdom and yes. trivial tidbits. And trivial tidbits, which happens on Tuesday, October 4th. And Tony Ross will be the MC mm-hmm. for that. And we'll have some gentlemen on stage who have great stories to tell of what they found, what they did. So this is like them. some of the workers or some of the volunteers. Uh, we're of- starting out with... Randy, <laughs> who's got a lot of stories, and Jack, Don, Don Wendell, and Denny, Denny Bodar, <laughs> and we're uh, contacting the tradesmen to see if they have any. If they've come across, and things. I'm sure they're going to have some dandies. Like, how do you fix that? Oh, a little gum should fix it. <laughs> you know, things like that. Well, and I think. I'm pretty sure it's been mentioned somewhere along the line that, you know, there were some rough issues back in the day. And the way to fix that was just to go buy a kiddie pool at at one of the dime stores and put it up in the ceiling and the water would collect in there. Seven of them. Seven kiddie pools up there in the ceiling. So those kind of stories will be during Whiskey and Wisdom. Yeah. That's interesting. Might be more whiskey than wisdom. On Sunday, then, if, you know, for whatever reason you can't make it to dinner in the dinner dedication in Denver. We'll I have, like that uh, DDD. The, the 3D. Yeah. Yes. It's all in 3D. We have to have a 3D movie. Let <laughs> <laughs> me mark that down. Um, October anyway, 2nd. October 2nd on Sunday, then we'll have a uh, free will community tour in case you couldn't make it to dinner dedication in Denver. And you can come in, and that'll be the time to see if you came to the very first tour that we had in April of 2018, you know, you got to go down in the basement. Exactly. So now you'll be able to see the backstage and um, the dressing rooms, the orchestra pit. Wow. You know, the solar up on the roof, what the penthouse turned into, different things like that that you probably won't see any other time. These are like the behind-the-scene right. tour that you get to see. And then we're going to take Monday off. You're going to need a rest. And then Tuesday <laughs> will be a trivia, tri- the TTW, t- whatever, Trivial Tidbits. Whiskey, whiskey and Wisdom. And how could I forget <laughs> okay. the whiskey? And then uh, Wednesday we're going to take off again. Thursday we'll do improv. And Saturday is the Chocolate Walk downtown. Oh. Plymouth Merchants. Okay. And we're going to nose in on that and show Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I love that. So while Mom is out collecting chocolate from the merchants and the kids can come down and watch Willy Wonka. I don't know. I might go go watch the movie, too. That sounds like fun. On the big screen. screen. Exactly. So it's a week of events. It is. uh, For this whole thing. That improv on Thursday night is for adults and kids. 
and it's a first time we can offer interactive people. They can get on stage for the first time and act. You're looking at Rusty. Rusty used to do improv. That was back uh, when we were uh, uh, performing for dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay because some of those trumpeters are going to be when that, it was uh, performing dinosaurs. With dinosaurs too. That, uh, <laughs> that first uh, Jurassic Park movie that was actually a documentary of what happened when we tried to do improv but in front of dinosaurs. <laughs> we can get some stone slates for you. <laughs> there you go. We'll tap out the topics and and then. After that, we'll offer the 2022-23 season of things happening at the Reese. We're working and booking those now. Really? Yes. And you can stay tuned online, the website and the Facebook page. And there is membership there that you could consider that has some perks for getting tickets sooner and all that good stuff. So now, booking, when we talk about bookings, I mean, we're talking about, obviously, Ticketed events where the public will be welcome to purchase a ticket and come to. But you're also talking about private events, too. I mean, you're going to mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. booking crazy, mm -hmm. I would think. We're already booking. It's so much fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Personal celebration. Yeah, we have a rehearsal dinner booked. Oh, goodness. So, you know, it's coming. And then on the, the 8th plus 7 is school 15. School reunions. Yeah, school re class reunions. And then on the 15th in connection with One Book, One Town mm -hmm. the library. We're going to show the movie, Mr. Rogers, Day, whatever that is, yeah. with Tom Hanks. Yeah, show that movie oh. with that. So, I, you know, October already is, like, hmm, filling up. That's fantastic. So if, if somebody is, uh, we'll just, you know, having a, a, your class reunion or a wedding in your family, you, you don't have a wedding booked yet, do you? We have a couple inquiries. Okay. No so do you want to be the first wedding in the Reese? There you go. There, there, here's yeah. an opportunity. There you go. Um, to, to get involved. So who do they call? How do they get in contact to, to get set up to? Reese Executive Director at Reese.com. It's on the web page. And so and is our new on the Facebook page. So is our new phone number of 574-337-7337. You've got that memorized. Five seven four three three seven seven three seven seven. The yeah. last four spell Reese. Three, yeah, the last four spell Reese. Seven three three seven. Seven. Yes. Yeah. Seven three three. Thank you, I'm sure. If I, I just heard what note. she said, and for okay. once in my entire life, I remembered listening. something. <laughs> Good man. Yeah, longer than two seconds. So. <laughs> so okay, so it's not too early to actually start thinking about that. No, and for you know. Give us well, I was going to say Rusty would know, but Rusty didn't have that much to do with the kids' wedding, so it's never too early to start planning. I, yeah, I showed up. Um, I was there. You know, keep your mouth shut and your wallet open. Yeah, well, you know. She, she's got it down pat. She knows. The mouth shut thing is definitely 100%. That, that's all the time. So uh, That's not just for the wedding. No, that that's forever. Yeah. So. And the programs, you know, some people still think we're just a movie theater. We are going to have anything from bands to dance presentations, seminars, receptions, comedians, vocalists, dances for people. It's across the board. Anything the community wants. Within reason. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we got to put that on there, yes. 
We want to do what the community wants. So if they even have ideas, give us a call. Tell us what you want to see there. Yep. We'll look into it. Cool. It you know, I, I, we have a friend um, who is a comedian yeah. um, that lives in the Culver area. Yep. And um, he's got a... I, I, I don't know. We have one comedian we know of already. Really? Yeah. Um, that I'd love to see him put together a show and be here locally so I could come and watch him do his thing. Uh. Well, yeah, he's got a bunch know. of guys that uh, he Th could, that yeah. he works with. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to talk to him. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because you know that's and that would be one of those things that would be open to the general public. You know, buy a ticket, come to the show, and laugh the night away. Right. And and when Good you get your al when you get oh, your alcohol permit, you can <laughs> actually yeah. really laugh your night away because you might be a little happy while you're there too. Keep right and dying. <laughs> This is getting crowded. Laugh the night away. Okay, got it. Okay, uh, you, you did mention um, that you go to Reese Executive Director. Blah 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 blah. Let's let's talk about that little piece. Um, it was announced a couple, maybe two weeks ago, uh, that uh, Dennis McKean, who's been the Executive Director, um, has stepped away. Um, he has family commitments. He's from upper, I don't want to say upper Michigan because that's, Middle. They're, Middle. they're thinking the upper part. But to me, he's not in Niles or just over the line. He's, he's up, up there. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, family, and it, it just wasn't going to work. No. And so you don't have an executive director to do all the bookings right now. Well, but you have the volunteer that has stepped up, I'm guessing. You know, it's just like everything else. Divine intervention. It'll get done. One way or Somehow another. it will get done. But, you know, we've got the, the search is on. Okay. And it's we've, got a couple well. of, we've got a yes. couple of interviews scheduled for this week and next. And So it looks like there'll be somebody in place before the grand opening. Yes. Even if they have to be drug kicking and screaming from somewhere. As long as it's in tune and they sound good. Yeah, if you see somebody that's duct taped to a chair, you know, you'll know that's the new executive director. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you, you know, you talked about Stewie's. Um, I, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't sure. I, I kind of had gotten the impression that, that that project night might not be finished in time for the grand opening. That you know, it was kind of like an extra project and it, saving money has been an issue of getting money so uh, is that going to be done well as of now yeah yeah wow okay they, I'm looking for a text from randy if he's going to say no <laughs> <laughs> well there, there have been a couple setbacks by delivery you know oh, i can imagine yes but everybody knows our goal, and everybody is wonderfully wanting to hit it with us. I, I saw some pictures on your Facebook page of, like, what you want up there. Um, yeah, that if you've picture could be deceiving because it, that was a, a venue that's quite a bit larger. Than, right. But as far as the – I think the uh, idea that Randy was trying to get across was the corrugated metal ceiling, ceiling. you know. A brick wall, brick wall. wall. Yes. The old brick wall has See, been exposed it, I again. I think that's neat. And uh, you know, you'll, we'll have a, a bathroom or a restroom up there, and the executive director's office, and uh, a bar, again. And the opportunity for somebody that want to have a meeting 
Th- they could use that as a meeting space. They can rent that and the balcony, you know, have the exclusive seating in the balcony and then the, the um, club room too, Stewie's club room. And that will be the office as well. Okay. Up there. Yep. Yeah. Hmm, Speaking nice. of Stewie. Yes. We will have a Stewie experience at the dinner that night. We have someone Ooh, that looks yeah. just like, like Stewie. And we also have someone that looks just like Faye Weatherhead. Yes. Who will be in the ticket booth. Oh so we're goodness. recreating when some history in, and celebrating a future. Oh. Yes. But you know, Opal was just very reclusive, so we don't really have a good lookalike for Opal. Oh, that is so neat, though. And we don't know much about Opal. She was kind of the secret wife. Interesting. If people need, you need to go to the museum. You're going to have to go to the museum and check out some more of this information, yeah. too. You know, I don't, I think they've looked. I don't know if there's a picture around of dear poor Opal. Is that dear something? Opal. We, we, we do not have one. No. Well, no. we'll just find somebody, put a martini glass in their hand, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Oh That's my story. I I, I can do it. that, <laughs> and I I I've done drag before, like- <laughs> so I, you know. Here's your I, opal. If if the martinis are free, I may be willing to do that. Rusty, uh, you just come all the time and give us suggestions. So. Yeah, well, you know. Let me write that down. Yeah, yeah. Rusty yeah. drag opal. Yeah, martini. Yeah, you gotta have those four things. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it, you know, it's just... It, it will add to the festivity. It sure will. Uh, definitely. Yes, I can only imagine. Bring, bring your own bail money. <laughs> oh, heavens. Well, things seem to be just going fantastic. And I know um, there, there are new lights on the south side of the building. <gasps> yes, that are we out didn't touch up. on that. Yes. We need to. Six by ten posters that are going to go up that will highlight each of the you call them silos offerings offerings for the reese i'd say you know, genres but yeah. that's, i well, guess that's, that's, yeah, that, that's a good word for you it, know the, like the different too. things that can right. happen there like we're going to have a big old movie poster and we'll have dance and music education education and celebration yeah events events it's and you know when those light up i think it'll be and those were done by sean hatfield with a 1940s feel to them, the Art Deco again. Uh, so we're carrying that as well. That's so neat. And so are the light fixtures. Uh, it's just, it's really fun to really, you're really seeing it now. Um, I know Randy and I had talked many times. I can't tell you how many mornings I drove into work and there was a truck unloading drywall. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, drywall? Oh my goodness, look, there's another truck with drywall here. How many sheets of drywall you know were what? there? He said last night, I think that's going to be a trivia question. <laughs> How many sheets of drywall did the theater take? And yes. better than that, it didn't all stop on the first floor. They schlepped it all the way up to Stewie's. Oh, my goodness. On, before the steps were widened. Wow. Glad it's... those were young fellows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it's just a fantastic project that is finally we're getting to see the light at the end of the tunnel um and we do have to thank i mean like the community foundation and we have to thank stellar i mean you have gotten a lot of extra donations um i mean we can't we can't even go and name every single thing but if you go to our reese website 
It is documented. Wow. Everyone who has given since 2017. Oh, it my is phenomenal list. We can't say thank you enough to everybody. And the other thing, I, I started with the Subaru grant. They That is for live streaming events. Oh, yeah, it's and a special. Sweetwater or All Pro, somebody somewhere in the mix with those people because they're all kind of, you know, working together. Subaru. Yeah. It's a subset of donated six cameras to assist with the video streaming, with the live streaming. So if you have, um, like at the assisted living in the nursing homes and, you know, you can. If you have a loved one who is incapacitated right, or and can't get to out to an live. event, mm -hmm. there, there's an opportunity that they will be able to see that event live as yes. it happens, yes. which think. Just think if your great-granddaughter is getting married and and you're not in a way to go, that you could actually watch the wedding and be there, you know, to see it. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is such and a that wonderful. that was on our wish list. That, I would have never even thought about that. And then both so cool. companies came through and it became reality. It's just how all these things are happening. And that's part of our mission, too, with the stellar grant that we have to provide a service like that you know to the um I, it's not poor and powerless but to the to the to, whole community the, yeah all demographics so that it's mm -hmm. all all accessible all yes all inclusive yeah. everybody has the opportunity to so you know i mean there is an opportunity that there will be a free movie that kids would be able to come to the movie because they don't have well I don't know. Back in my day, I think it was probably like a dollar seventy-five to go to the movie. Um, yeah. But you know, family. Now it's seven dollars to go to the movie. At least the last time I went to the movie, it was seven dollars. And, and three times that much for popcorn and a soda. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you know, we may have an offering. Let's just, yeah, we'll say at Halloween time that there's a Halloween movie for kids. And that it would be sponsored by a local business yes. so that uh -huh. the kids could come to it. So you're, there will be offerings that will be free mm -hmm. for folks to attend to. It's not all pay, 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 pay. Um, although you've got to make money. That's right. what this whole thing is about. You have to be able to, you know, pay a director to take care of things. You've got to pay the light bills. Uh, you know, there's insurance and all those other things. So fundraising continues even after the project is done, there will be projects that will go on. There'll be opportunities to fundraise. Right. Um, and they're going to still need your support. Right. Exactly. All the way through. And, you know, somebody wants to sponsor kids' movies once a month for the year. Right. Be great. Oh. Somebody wants to sponsor something else. You know, a new band a they want to bring to Plymouth. Yeah. Right. Sponsor that. Exactly. You know, yeah. new stuff. But it's it's going to be so neat. And what can I put you down for, Kathy? A band, a dinner She's going to bring that comedian. Let me write in. that down. <laughs> I'm working on that comedian. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you, it will be, how do you say that nicely, Rusty? R-rated? Yes. Definitely R-rated. <laughs> Off color. <laughs> yes. I have that feeling. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, I've been to a comedy club. It's been several years before ago, but, you know. Yeah, we laughed. We had a fun time. Yeah. You know, and it's just something you do once or twice you yeah. know it's not it's not something that you would do every saturday night but right you know that's what we want is different things so that you're reaching all of the different people exactly. in the county to, mm -hmm. to yeah. entice them to come here this this is not a plymouth theater thing 
No. This is for everybody. And right. we want people to come actually from Stark County and Fulton County and Kosciuszko County and St. Joe County. We want to have an that. event here that they want to buy tickets and come to also. And they come and have their meal here in Plymouth. Exactly. And they walk the sidewalks to see yes. what's going on and they shop. That's and, the whole thing. And it's thing. going to be an arts district. We're on the way to becoming the arts district, which will be a destination journey then. Yes. Exactly. We want people from Pequot Lakes, Minnesota to take a bus <laughs> trip to Marshall County to yes. make this a destination. Very good. Is that a real place? That's a real place. Okay. <laughs> okay. Donna, you're down for getting that bus trip lined close up. To, <laughs> close to the Minji. I, that's not familiar to me either. No, no, so. no. Maybe to somebody else, but not to me. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming by. I, I will invite you to come back um, again um, before before the grand opening. We definitely need to come back in uh, early August okay. to talk about the tickets for Poland for the Reese. Right. Um, and, and then we can talk about the grand opening again and hopefully tickets. But tickets will sell out for the grand opening. Yes, keep I your eye so. on the website. Yeah. Um, they and they'll send a press release out. So we'll yes, get that we information out, you know, right away too. But yeah, that that's going to be a sellout event. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you for everything that you've done. Yes. Uh, we're glad we to help out. It. It's, it's part of our community and we're glad to be part of this community. It's thank greatly you. appreciated. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Let's give away some food. Okay. Plymouth Elks Lodge. Do you have the... Uh, Friday night. Okay. okay. This Friday night, um, they have all-you-can-eat fish. They're having jumbled shrimp. Ooh. Two grilled pork chops. Ooh. Fish and shrimp. Or a New York strip steak. There you go. Ah. There yeah. You go. So, uh, dinner includes their salad bar, your choice of potato, and a dessert they serve to the public from 5 until 8 p.m., and carryouts are available. You can call 574-935-5511 to make your carryout. And we're giving away one complimentary dinner. It's for the $12.95 dinner. So yep. it's everything but the steak. Yep. Uh, you can have the fish and shrimp, the pork chops, the shrimp, or the fish. And it's not just for this Friday night. You can use it any Friday night. Exactly. So. so let's give that to caller number three at 574-936-4096, 574-936-4096, caller three. Going to get some uh, free food at the Elks. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. 
instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net. Just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA Implement. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. And Anne, winner of the, uh, oh, sorry, I Woo-hoo! missed the button. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Very good. There you go. Thanks for listening, Anne. Thanks for everybody for listening today. Exactly. Um, believe it or not, we're out of time. Okay. Rusty, so, uh, you got to do your thing. We can do that. Uh, we don't have any birthdays today. Get them in here tomorrow. We will draw for those wonderful prizes. Four cupcakes from Le Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. And a bouquet of flowers from Cash and Creek. So, make sure you get your name in here. Uh, let's see. We have anniversaries today. These pokes are going to go in the hat. They're going to be eligible for our drawing for 50 buckos from uh, Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Uh, let's see. This was yesterday, I think. Uh, Art and Julie Fugate. Happy anniversary yesterday. And it was their 20th. And happy anniversary today to Greg and Kelly Ricks, 15 years, and congratulations, and you are eligible for our drawing at the end of the month for that prize from Deaton Clemens and Gilder Funeral Home. That's time for the Trading Post, and let's take a look. We got sales. First of all, uh, five family garage sale. It's going on Saturday only. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. June eighteenth, eight thirty to question mark. So it's gonna be a party. One two three five zero eleventh road. It's one two three five zero eleventh road. Also, sale uh, going on as we speak, and also Friday and Saturday, eight to six. At 13279 7th Road, that's 132, oops, sorry, 13279, is that what I said the first time? 13279, that is the address, 13279 7th Road in Plymouth, a uh, sale going on, they got tons of stuff, so get out and see them. Uh, also want to remind you the Friday Night Argus Legion Post 68 menu. Bill's Famous Grilled Pork Chops uh, includes the whole gamut. Baked potato, trimmings, fresh garden salad. It's 15 bucks, and dinner served from 4 to 8 at the Argus Legion Post. If you want to uh, call ahead, it's 574-281-3031. That is the trading post for today. Very good. I also, before we get out of here, I just want to let folks know that the Plymouth Optimist Club is going to be selling... Uh, a tenderloin sandwich with fries on Saturday 
from 11 until 2 at Centier Bank at the corner of Oak and Jefferson. Uh, ticket price is $12, and this will help them raise funds for their Plymouth High School College Scholarship Program. So it's this Saturday, 11 to 2, out at Centier Bank, a tenderloin sandwich and fries for 12 bucks. All right. All righty. Very good. We're done for the day. We're done. Have yourselves a great day. Tomorrow we have Marshall County REMC talking about uh, weather-related situations, I yep. guess. Um, energy. Energy. So uh, make sure you tune in, especially now. You need to save energy. So have yourselves a great day. We'll be back tomorrow at 9. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA Plymouth. This is CBS.